Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. We are joined this morning by Herman Manyora, who joins us now in the studio. He's a political analyst. Herman, good morning. Good morning, sure, Eric. Mambo Namragani. Mambo Namsuri Kabisa. Yeah. Had a good Easter. Well, yes. Well, yes. Easter is Easter, man. Easter hasn't come to an end. It did not end yesterday. If it ended yesterday, we wouldn't have a holiday today. <laughs> so Easter goes on. Yes. Easter continues. And for some people, it extends to Wednesday. Okay. Mm. Or oh, the entire week, like yes. Ndu. Like Ndu. Mm. Ndu is having a whole week of Easter. <laughs> All right. Herman, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we're having... Uh, Mature conversation today. The headline in the business daily, isn't it? How many it is? Over eighty-two percent of retirees back to work amid high. What do you mean? Back to work amid high inflation. What does that mean? So here you are. Oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> what he means, how many? Here we are. Yeah, yes. oh, you guys are. Yeah, yes. we are. Yeah. What, what does it mean? People over sixty. Is it official going back to the stations or looking for other jobs? Looking for jobs. Oh, okay. Seeking employment. <laughs> After retiring, you'll become a watchman. <laughs> but I've been telling people, uh, it's not possible. You know why? This not possible is to do so it. complicated. Mm. Life is so fast. Mm. People of my age, you can't survive in Nairobi. <laughs> Nobody will chase anybody from Nairobi. You'll just go. <laughs> Even the roads. So complicated. Unless you are a rich man. To our people chauffeuring you around and errands. You know, to run errands in Nairobi, you go, you are the only old man. Even in Amatatu. Mm. <laughs> it's difficult. I'm going to have a room. I'm going to have a No. Nobody can chase you from Nairobi. <laughs> no, no, no. Mm. Let me go when we 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 are in Life number. Fast, Eric. Yes. <laughs> Life in Nairobi yeah. is too fast. But don't worry, you're just a few of you, only eight hundred and seventy thousand people. Only. Above sixty years. Ah, we are few then. Yeah, in a country of fifty million. Ah, we are nothing. Fifty three million, million according to some figures. You can stay in Nairobi. We can, eh? Yeah. You'll take care of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> once, once in a while. <laughs> Herman, we've seen what's happened. Over the weekend, yes. the whole conversation has just been on delayed salaries for civil servants. Um, you know, there had been some warning signals here and there, you know, people who uh, understood matters of public finance would say, you know, we're heading towards this particular point. Now, here we are. Uh, the National Treasury is saying, in fact, brace yourself for worse times because that's what uh, CS Professor Njogun Dongo is saying. We are having a cash crunch. We have high debt obligations to pay and our sources of uh, revenue are dwindling. In terms of, we are able to collect, KRA is able to collect, yes, but when you go to the market to get money, we are not able to get money that we want in the market. So, our headroom for debt is also reducing. What do you make of this situation? 
There's so much you can talk about these salary delays and uh, cash crunch and all the things people are talking about, including experts. Uh, but a number of things come to mind. I, let me just one. It proves that Gashagwa was wrong when he said they didn't find money because they are saying money you collect and use, which is how governments work. <laughs> now I think they are <laughs> coming to terms with the reality is that you collect and use. So you, they could not have found money. What was it? What could it have been doing? <laughs> now they know it is true that you can't find money there. <laughs> Secondly, and much more serious, <laughs> if I want to run for president in 2027, and I could want to run, uh, I must have a fairly good idea of what I'm going into, what I'm getting into. You cannot be a serious presidential candidate and fail to know the state of the country, the state of the nation in terms of the economy, in terms of the politics and many other issues. So you cannot get to state house and begin saying you are learning that the country is broke. Then you are not fit to be president. Uh, but again, another problem here is uh, the economics that uh, the Kenya Kwanzaa team with David India and the rest, I told them, you don't seem to understand this country. I, ha I think they have a, a fairly weak understanding mm. of the country in matters of economy. And if they continue lamenting with the, before facing the challenges, the challenges square, we'll get into big trouble. No country has ever gotten to this point and walked out of it smiling. Mm. If you allow yourself to get to a point where you have issue with the recurrent expenditure, then you are staring trouble in the face. Recurrent expenditure. The moment the government begins to borrow to pay salaries, you are gone. And it was always coming. By the time Kenya Kwanzaa was taking over a year or so before, we were already spending about 50-60% of our revenue on, on debts. Who, 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 who couldn't know that was a problem? That was already a problem. Because by the time you top up debts and then you add on the share due to counties, you're already almost ex exhausting your collection before you pay public. So, who, so is it, are they getting to know it today? Mm. You needed to go into, into government with a clear idea of what you are going to do about the state of the economy. They talked about debts. Now they are talking about as if they never talked about that, they told us debts were bad. They could not borrow again. But now I think they are borrowing at an alarming sp only that people are not quite willing to give them. Mm. <laughs> but, but just so in short, I want to say that um, government should begin getting serious. That's what this government should what just is get that? serious. You just know, get serious. It's a very simple thing and easy. Just get serious. Get serious, boy. Yeah. Get, get serious, serious yeah. and do what? And do what needs to be done and, Which is and make money and, 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 and get money and pay people salaries and do the, what you are. Get serious. Get Government serious. is not serious. No, 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 Herman. Get serious and do what? Ask me if, if, if you are to go to State House mm. as a technical advisor to the president and he's supposed to listen. What do you tell him? I'll tell him, get serious. That's all. You know Just get serious. Wake up one day and get serious. You know that and everything will be okay. <laughs> Just get serious. I think they are serious. <laughs> yeah. I think they are serious. No, get serious. They're not serious. I think they are, and I'm going to explain to you why I think they are serious. Go ahead. They are serious about talking about the things we need to do. <laughs> serious about talking? About the things we need to do. Okay. They talk about it a great deal. Mm. Okay. Every problem that is raised is talked about. Yes. The solutions that are possible are talked about. But yes. that's how you start by solving it. You talk about it, and then we see the solution. But we have a case where 
there's been a lot of talk and the solution we talk about one doesn't see it coming to fruition i have a kind eye when it comes to talk about this government for one simple reason they didn't invent inflation they did not invent the war uh, in ukraine they did not invent drought these are things that came about covid was not their invention but where you are right is that these things were before them they knew about it now the decision to get into government and assume that what you are going to do to revive the so-called economy is to talk about spending and to spend now that's the conversation but it's a false conversation our biggest problem is never the planning that we have mm. or the money that we're supposed to spend it's how that money is used because if that money is used in the manner that is prescribed then we'll see the benefits of it but you talk of huge budgets allocated to situations and places was it not the other day we we're talking about stadia mm. hmm? that monies were allocated and at every stage you'll find some it was just the earth as god created it with the poster telling you there's going to be a stadium here money has been extended nothing has been done and the cows grazing there some even cows can't graze cows are smarter <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they know this is this would not be a good place to graze i am simply saying that if you follow that trajectory yes they have since this government came into power and following on some of the cases we have the previous government mm -hmm. we have very many projects for which money was expended but it didn't do what it was supposed to do now if that money was borrowed for those very projects <coughs> yes we owe the money but there is no project and had those projects been in place then some of the economic benefits that we spoke of we might have been realizing it now when you hear for instance of a government going to zambia to try and grow <laughs> corn on 40,000 acres whereas <laughs> 1.7 million acres sitting we were supposed to utilize 300,000 acres for growing maize that was not done so you have to ask it was a million then downscale to 500,000 mm -hmm. yes you see the downscaling is in a piece of paper and we managed 10 the land the, <laughs> the land, land is still the one land didn't go acres. anywhere the land is still <laughs> 1.7 million so all i'm saying is the conversations we have and the things that we actually do are diametrically opposed that's why you are supporting me that the government is not serious i said they're seriously talking so i want to ask you two gentlemen yes and starting with you ct mm. what should the government do today the government if i'm to borrow not being an expert in financial matters i will borrow from what i've seen work mm. when president kibaki came into power the first thing he did he stopped all major projects stopped stopped meaning we are not expending money on projects these new projects we're going to build no let's get our debt collection in order let us understand where we are financially then thereafter we can start spending that's what he did mm. so by the time he started spending you could argue he had a fairly clear idea of where he wanted to spend and what he wanted to spend on mm -hmm. but when you come in spending against the backdrop of what we hear the deputy president saying more than anybody else problems which existed when he was in parliament and we didn't hear him squeak even once against it mm. and now suddenly these are the problems that we are saying we have and yet many of them are simple carryover i'm arguing and this one i have to agree with my brother Aman here mm. either they got into this thing without fully comprehending what it took 
or they got into it with a completely different agenda from what they were saying. And those two agendas have clashed. So we're at a point now where KRA, by the way, is not saying that they're not able to, to raise the money, all right? The KRA chairman, uh, Anthony Moura, has recently only said, in fact, in terms of uh, hitting revenue targets, they have been hitting, scoring some very good scores in terms of revenue targets. Um, was it the February where they were at 90-something percent of what they were supposed to? Yeah, last month, we achieved 98% target, collected 172 billion shillings against a target of 173 billion. That means that they were not doing so badly. We'll achieve this month's target and surpass the 250 billion shillings target by June. The annual target is 2.27 trillion shillings, and KRA is confident that they are able. They will be able. When to he says target, what does he mean? This is how much they were supposed to. With the annual target of 2.27 trillion, then it's broken down monthly. Okay. In the month of February, there was targeting to collect 173 billion shillings. They collected 172 billion shillings. So is this tied in with the expenditure that they have? So that this collection should also meet what it is they expect to spend money on. This is tied from the, the target that they've been given, given by the National Treasury. Okay. So the National Treasury went to Parliament and said we'd like to spend 3.2 trillion shillings. Our revenue targets are 2.2 trillion shillings. Mm -hmm. Right? And that is the target that's given to KRA. Okay. So KRA works with that. See, the reason why I'm asking the question is because mm. when we talk about... Uh, MPs not being paid a salary. Mm. We think it's a hot conversation. It is not. Counties have not received money December, January, February, March. Mm. Which means people who work within the county system have not been paid. Yep. And there's the question about what about those who work in the offices of the MPs and people who work in some auxiliary services? Have they also been paid? And is it just one month or is it many months before? This story of the people not receiving money, it's a huge. So when I ask about the target that they had, what is that target for? Mm. You've collected it. Okay, what are you going to use it for? We know we are paying debts. Did we not know that these debts were due? We knew. Of course. It's been the papers. We knew even the very day they were going to be. Were they not planned for? Of course. So? If you knew and you didn't plan for it, then what are you telling us about yourself? What are, how are we supposed to look at you? How are we supposed to see you? This is now where the government, the National Treasury comes and answers those questions. Treasury. Yep. Well, our the, our boss of Treasury has told us what we already know, that we are mm. having hard times. We know we are having hard are times. To, Why is he telling us things? Because that these things were due at this time. We know we are having a hard time. We've known for some time. We keep knowing this thing. So when you tell us, tighten your belts, the story of tightening our belts began last year. We've been told to tighten our belts to the point where now... You, you wonder whether you should actually just get on new trousers instead of tightening your belt. Mm, have you redefined <laughs> what belt means? Yes. <laughs> Come up with a new definition for belts. <laughs> you know, the, when I hear all these conversations, and then the one that I actually, you know, take great exception to is what the deputy president said yesterday. Mm. Because the deputy president is like a stack record. He is on that issue of handshake. And what we inherited handshake came in they borrowed a lot of money they spent willy-nilly they had no checks and balances and now this is the reason why we're here and i look back and ask myself who is it that was supposed to check what the handshake was doing it's members of parliament handshake was not between pnu and o uh, or jubilee and odm it was between uhuru and raila 
members of parliament who are in parliament and earning a salary were supposed to be the ones who were doing this oversight. What oversight did Rigathi Gashagwa offer while in parliament? What oversight did uh, the I. current my mem member of leader of minority appear and I offer while in parliament? What oversight did Moses Kuria, who is now in the cabinet, offer? Or Alice Wahome? Or uh, Eden Duale? What oversight did they offer when they were in parliament? Now they can come and tell us, you know, those guys are the ones who messed up there. <laughs> messed up what? But they haven't even identified the mess. They don't even know what the mess is. Yes. They just know they borrowed a lot. And that's why now, when any new shilling that comes is going to paying debt. I think I think uh, this job is too big for the, some of these guys. When I say they should get serious, uh, I'm dead serious. Mm. Just get serious. If you want to sort out things in this country, you get serious. If you get serious, what do you do? You assess the situation in the country and you know it's a serious situation. So you play the politics right. You cool the temp temperatures. Eh? You do not fan the temperatures and make things worse by using foul language mm. against your opponents and taking Kenyans back to elections and they have given you power. But mm. more importantly, you get serious by putting a team in place. When the president put up the current team, I said this will be his undoing. Because the president is a very capable leader. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the president is hardworking, he's focused, and he's very intelligent, mm. no doubt about that. But you see, there's just so much an individual can do, and that's how a team comes in. So if you do not form a cabinet of people who can help you, you end up doing the job yourself. And I said this many times, I said the president will get to a point where he will realize he needed ministers because he's playing he's playing the game as if the way i was taught when i was being taught out told when i was being taught how to drive the instructor told me there will never be a, a day when the road will be cleared for you to drive alone <laughs> <laughs> so the president is informing his cabinet of people who can was behaving as if things will be so well in the country he will be running government himself mm. But I pointed out to him, my friend, you'll be forced into politics at some point. And now he's forced into politics. Attending to politics means he has no time to run government. Mm. No time to run government at a, in a situation where you have no team. To run government. To, because you thought you'd do it yourself. I have no doubt in my mind. Informing his cabinet, the president had no, no intention whatsoever that these are people who can run government for him. I mean, the president is an intelligent man. Looking at these people, he knows they can't help you run government. So what was he saying? He will do it himself. But he didn't know the road would not be cleared for him to, to drive alone. Raila will come with the politics. The moment you turn away from, from economics, from running government, from running day to day running to go government. into politics, the economics will suffer and that's where we are, where we are. So the starting point for the president is to be serious. To be serious means he must face this politics in a serious way not the way they are facing it this is a political crisis whether you like it or not so you face it knowing this thing will consume your time even if it doesn't take the country down i've been running a hashtag this country is too good to go down mm. even if it really doesn't go to that far to take the country down your time will be spent on this thing and you'll have no time for anything else. that's already bad enough 
So you play the politics right so that you have time to attend to the economics of the country. But even then again, you still can't do it alone. You need a team. You need a team. So, the, so when he's handling this politics, as you say, he should be serious and handle the politics. What should he do? Just to, to accept that uh, things are not well in the country. So what? Handshake with Call Raya. a national conversation. We need a national conversation. We need a national charter. Whether we get it today or not, the truth is we need a national charter. He's, he says he's already called one. That is, that is, you can see both sides are not serious. They have to be serious. We need a national conversation. So Kenyans if, must sit down and talk. If we go Don't into that national what they conversation, will, what they will talk about. <laughs> if we go into this national conversation, whatever yeah. form it takes, how does that address these issues? It is so, we have a problem in the country. Mm -hmm. And we must talk about it. Elections have failed us. Democracy is not working. Mm. And unless you set the politics right, nothing else will work. Look, which month is this after election? We had election in August 9th. Mm. Mm. We are almost on the 8th month. Mm. Have we left politics? No. Nope. Does it look like we are leaving it tomorrow? No. Nope. <laughs> when is the next election? 2027. Assuming at the best case scenario, we end up these shenanigans by the end of the year or early next year. What do we start? When do we start the next election? 2025? <laughs> so how can you be working on and a half years or two years at most in every five years and hope to develop the country so the politics is not right we must bite the bullet sit down as a people and say so far the infrastructure we are put in place is not served us since the 1963 we must re-examine mm. do what we can do now and continue improving on it but if we if we behave like the proverbial ostrich <laughs> with the head in the sand mm. This country will burn one day. Let's take and a that break. day is not very far according to me. And I fear. Let's take a break. This is the Situation Room. The only way to start your day. How many are you saying that we need to address the political situation that we have? Yes. And you're calling it a national dialogue. Yes. yes. What in your opinion should this national dialogue look like? Just to ask ourselves, why are we where we are? What is the problem? And answers will be found. So long as you get the right people to sit down and look for the answers. Why are we where we are? Why? I mean, this many years after independence, we are still behaving, we are seeing the lives of poor people of 19th century. Why the challenges we identified still, still there with us? The challenges were so clear. Ignorance, poverty, and disease. We are almost worse than we were. When I was a kid, and Moga here will attest to that, <laughs> you just walked in the hospital and got treated and went home. Treated and got medication. And nobody ever asked you for anything. We went to school, we got books. Hmm? I mean, so it, it is a way in which we are reversing. So that's the beginning point. Why are we so poor? Why are we still a dirty, poor, third world country? <laughs> instead of being a first world country. Hmm. And the answer is simple what's the answer the politics is wrong we got our politics wrong didn't we try and fix that problem we didn't With the we got lazy people sitting down we got lazy people and some hecklers and bombers and other lazy people by way of experts and uh, whatever little they had achieved was messed by mps i don't want to call them what i wanted to call them but you know in naivasha so mm. we what did we end up with Okay. This is not a charter that so let's so let's then let's so let let's go back. Yes. When Yashpal Gai went around the country yes. and he and his team produced that report. Yes. Do you think that report contained 
the issues that were affecting Kenya at that point 20 years ago? To some extent, yes. But even at that point, how much of that did you found its place, its way in the in the new constitution? Okay. So the thing is, we were able to have the conversation, something, something, and we raised the issues. The issues, some of the issues were there. And when even when people went to bombers, those issues were being talked about. People talked about. They them. were being canvassed. Yes, yes, yes. Then what happened? That was now hijacked then it was by the class by the Khalifa draft. Mm -hmm. It was rescued briefly, and the father bastardized in Naivasha. So what did we end up with? So our problem then, yeah. <laughs> as I see you saying it, yes. is our politicians. Yeah. We Kenyans know what our issues are. Correct. We told Yashpal Gai and his team, including PLO, Lumumba, Keriako, Tobiko and the others, these are our issues. Yes. They brought those issues to bombers. And people agreed that these are the issues. Yes. Until the politicians came in. And politicians at that point started arguing about, you know, this MOU, and this and the other. Rubbishing what people had done over, year, over yeah. a long period of time and spend energy and time discussing at Bomas and so So, so Kilifi went and Kilifi was defeated by the people. Yeah. And then what happened again? What we brought actually was some, some hybrid that wasn't the best. That compromise in Naivasha was the worst. Um, but even then, it's a question of, you see, let me tell you about being serious. Mm. And this is what mm. will bring this country down. We are never serious about anything. Laziness is our, is our trademark. When you ask Kenyans to sit down and discuss something like the constitution, they will bring, first of all, the people they will bring on board are just people who don't have the capacity for that kind of job. And therefore, what do you expect from people who don't have the capacity? Look at Kenyans when they are told an election can take you down as a country. It has done done to other countries. Therefore, it's a serious thing. Choose serious people. What, what do you see at the end of the, the when they are, you are told this is a commissioner? You ask yourself, <laughs> do we know this, this? These people can bring the country down. Look, is this the best we can have? So the problem begins even uh, with the selection of the people to sit in those forums then the politicians take advantage of the weak people there and then they mess everything so if we have a national conversation we must begin by saying number one mm. we need to figure out how to identify kenyans who can work on a constitution for us it's not just about anybody Oh, this representation, Muluya, You want another constitution? You want another constitution? It's not a question of a constitution. It's a question of what is the problem in this country. Answers will be found. We must seek answers as to why we are as poor as we are. Why this country is still a poor, dirty third world country 60 years later, when we should be a first world country. And the answer I said is politics. So how do we fix our politics? By moving the politics. There are certain issues. You know, let me tell you, Eric. There are certain issues which there is always a beginning point in solving a problem. You understand the problem. The problem in this country is about entitlement. Who's? Some community be believes they are entitled. <laughs> this sense of entitlement. And I've said it many times. This is what Raila and Uhuru had come to accept. That unless you ex address the issue of one community later joined by another one feeling a sense of entitlement and another community feeling a sense of betrayal and persecution 
our politics has been about luos and kikuyus in this country the challenge ni wamekuja tu beef up kidogo so if you don't address that issue that's what raila and uhuru were trying to face head on Did they? can this country belong to all of us if you don't answer that question your children will answer it and they may not answer it on a table they may answer it somewhere else in a bad way we have to answer that question does this question, country belong to all of us can eric latif campaign to be president win and we give him the presidency if you don't answer that question then it's a waste of time can you campaign win and we allow you to be president just like that it's as simple as that so you can go around all these issues the question is can power leave a certain club and do, and go to an outside a non-member of the club if the answer is no then this country will one day square it out in a bad way so the best way is for us to start by saying let us make it possible for any kenyan to be president in this country how do you do that the questions will be answered i'm not, i don't have the answers now we shall have to answer ourselves what is the problem is it the election is it the infrastructure certainly it's not ibc the way we cheapen it if it's about election it must be an entire electoral infrastructure an ecosystem that can only produce the winner and nobody else if it goes beyond that what is the problem we have to address it if it's a question of structure america's addressed it they realize if we don't take care two states or three will gang up and rule america forever so they addressed it more addressed it in a small way you remember the 25 percent in five provinces out of the original eight mm -hmm. we improved on more by saying 50 percent plus one has it served us is this still not possible for Luos to gang up with Kikuyus and rule this country forever? So those are issues you must address. If you don't address them, your children or grandchildren will face each other in some field. And the results will be disastrous for the country. Mm. So the, this country must, ad, must accept their demons. Face your demons and address them. The demon in this country is can any kenyan become president in this country the answer is no for now i'd like to append to what Herman is saying mm. the um yes the discussions around the cliffy draft of our constitution mm. and then the naivasha we always avoid talking about the individuals who stood out in these discussions because if anything untoward happened it is them on whose shoulders this thing should f squ fall squarely okay clearly mistakes were made then but where we didn't make a mistake was we created what we call a county system 47 governments it was supposed to help address everything herman is saying mm. now you've heard me say this before eric that there was a body that was created to try and shepherd this constitutional change but they were given only five years and I asked the question, were five years enough? There was yet another body. For the transition authority. Yes, 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 yes. And yes. CIC. Yes. And he has understood where I'm going with this. Because the transition authority, if you look back and, and understand, one of the biggest problems they had was funding. They were inadequately funded. Mm -hmm. So 
if you inadequately fund the one body you've set up to try and shepherd this process so that it follows what was that intended to, to midwife devolution yes yeah, so w- what do you think is going to happen to the devolution then you have cic it's supposed to help with the legal aspects of this transition again you give it five years a process that's supposed to last for posterity you give it five years two of them the the key and then you think devolution is going to work and then you look at the processes that we've seen since every little move and i think where i thank this government is that they on on some of these matters they do not pretend they've come out and they do what they say if they find a law that is inconvenient they change it okay so when they say that they rule they abide by the rule of law they are not wrong if this one exists they don't like it change it and they have the numbers to do so now if indeed devolution worked as it ought to and it was given the focus this discussion about the tribal factor about the classing the grouping there are those who keep arguing we devolved it and in reality if you look we did but and the devolution part of it where it is worse it brings out the worst in us mm. because county governments have become one of the worst den of thieves you could actually come across mm. the auditor general's report year in year out lays, lays this thing bare mm. so when Herman says we need to have a conversation yes we do but who are we going to have a conversation with among whom will the conversation be had and beyond what we discussed and which brought about what we currently have yeah what are we going to have because we have the structures but there are people who are deliberately ensuring they don't work so would you say is the same thing then that happened uh, as you talk about that journey towards that constitution bombers there was infiltration of politics and the politicians that scattered that process process yes we ended up in the 205 referendum that scattered that finished that whole process we restarted the the journey with the committee of experts they gave us the harmonized draft it was taken to naivasha again you said it was stripped actually bastardized if, if I'm simplified, Eric, it was just simple pure selfish interests so that's it yes so if our politicians as you've seen the political class is the one that has been clawing back on the gains of the citizens then if you have a national conversation we should start by saying who should not be in that conversation politicians well, how then, know the, you know how are other people done it over years mm. uh, ages you, if you get what you call a constituent assembly so that bombers then gives you the constitution immediately yeah at the end of the day at the end the of thing, that assembly Herman. Well, it takes a year in that two. constituent assembly yes if we say if we go with a formula of the constituent assembly at yes. Thomas, yes. all right yes. all members of parliament were there all 210 plus 12 so what would we have changed but bombers came up with good uh, ideas hold on bombers yes. yes. had some good ideas yes okay yes. and then the whole the reason why bombers are scuttled is because of the political leadership yes today we have over 400 members of parliament national assembly and senate, senate yeah. take all of them 450 <coughs> yes. into this constituent assembly take 47 governors into this constituent assembly take 1800 mcas into this constituent assembly mm. and then you tell me that the rest of us are going to have a voice no that's not how it will be done <laughs> we will have mm-hmm. to we will have to discuss about uh, membership entry point who gets the ticket to enter there not just about everybody parliament will perhaps be given us just a couple of seats there if we are serious and we have to be serious if we are not serious 
this country will go down when we are watching. You know, Herman, <laughs> the seriousness you speak of is what shepherded us through those many processes that ended up at Bomas. Mm. There was there was seriousness. Yes. Various sectors of this society got serious. Whether it was the religious sector, they were serious. Okay, whether civil it was civil society, society, they were serious. Unions, they were serious. I, I mean, it was taken seriously, and the politicians, those in power and those who were in the opposition, they were serious. But somewhere along the line, we got the constitution, busted as it was, and people said we have arrived, and we had not arrived. We no, had actually yeah, I didn't even vote for it. We had barely begun. We had barely begun. I thought mm. we'll be giving ourselves a false start, which is true. Look, this is not a constitution, this is just a job. And the constitution is continuously being what if you look at if you look at if you look at bombers, it may not be the best. But look at it in terms of devolving power through devolution. Mm. We are talking of regions, not these tiny little things we are calling counties. We needed like we were talking of original eight counties, but then we agreed we could expand eight to maybe 10, 12, maximum 14. Those are viable units, okay? Power viable would have been diffused. Sense. Viable in what sense? Viable, even, even in the simple sense of even economical viable, political viable. You know, a region in Nigeria is a, is a viable unit. States in America are viable units. But if you talk of 47 counties in a small country of 50 million people, what are you talking about? These are not, these are, they are, they are neither, I know. So that's the first mistake. But are we saying that as currently constituted, the counties cannot work? Cannot are we saying they're not viable? They're not viable. Because? because they're not viable units. Because? Because they are not viable. <laughs> viable in what sense? I have told even economic sense. Politically, region, they have a purpose. A region ought to have the capacity even to generate revenue. Okay. Generate revenue. At what level? And because they do generate revenue. But is count, it yeah. They do. They call it on-source revenue. revenue. How yes. much do they get? Actually, <laughs> do they ask, have the capacity uh, to generate I, revenue? I would ask a different question, Herman. I would ask yes. the question, what are they capable of raising and what mm. do they raise? These are two different conversations. What are they? capable of raising i think what is their question, potential I, and I, what do they actually present as having been raised i think it's just a question of common sense uh, that if you had the whole of nyanza region being one political economic unit it is much more viable from an economic point of view i'm not arguing than with if that. you have shire is it really something about no, to argue about i'm not arguing with that mm. i'm not arguing with that i'm yes. simply saying mm. that the units as we currently have them yes I am questioning the viability that you say is non-existent. That's yes. what I'm doing. I'm questioning that. You don't need to question because it is, it is not there. The fact that they are mismanaged. You're saying they are not viable. Yes. He's arguing against that. Yes. He's saying they are viable. Yes. Explain to me how because I don't see how. You see, the fact that a constituent geographical area is mismanaged doesn't mean it is not viable. The fact that revenues are collected and what is reported is a far cry from what not only is collected and what could be collected. From the times when we had the local authorities, it was established by many research findings that the, whatever the local entity was called, then a municipality, they only recorded one third. And that was a maximum of what was collected. So what happened to the other two thirds? It's not difficult to figure out. I think Muga, Muga, if you were a kid, I would have beaten you. Because you have even used the best example. 
Yes, I have. I come from Vihiga County. Yes. Before that, it it was Kakamega County. Now you cannot compare the large Kakamega County in terms of viability in whatever sense with the little fragmentation that produced I don't know how many counties. I now understand why. Uh, how many why, municipalities? Why, why. I don't know how many local county councils. Kakamega County Council. Broken letter into Vihiga County Council, Kakamega County Council, Sijilugari County Council. Finally, Mumias Butere. Actually, I know. You cannot compare even, even an administrative unit called a district, Kisi District. You cannot compare Kisi District as a district, whichever meaning you give to the word viable. You know. And the little things that Kibaki letter produced. Are calling them district it is a no-brainer my friend actually <laughs> it is not a no-brainer for the simple reason yeah. that some of these units small as they seem and coming from vega i can understand where your beef is mm. i understand fully mm. it's the same with constituencies yes the determining factor usually is population mm. over time there are more people so representation for it to make sense people are given you hive of a portion now your argument is sometimes you don't need to hive off you need to keep it as a unit yes Politics plays into it, and sometimes it waters down the process. But if you're talking about just a very simple process of self-determination, in my mind, the county system brought that to the fore, meaning, okay, so you are a people. For whatever, however you want to configure it, but you are a people. I am arguing, is it possible for these units as they are right now to be... And I'm saying yes. You are not. I am saying yes. They let are mismanaged. Let me, you, let me give you another example of my city. Yes. Let me explain in another way. A governor in a country like Nigeria, mm. when he speaks, the country listens. The president yes. listens. Because he's carrying weight behind him. But when you have for seven little fellows <laughs> in a country of 50 million people. <laughs> boss. No, this thing, this thing is really getting... Uh, boss. Thing. No, this <laughs> thing... <laughs> but he has told us from Bihiga. So I'm thing. saying, yes. Bomas, Bomas was talking of viable regional units. <laughs> people feared Majimbo. The word Majimbo was frightening people. Some so that's what's, that's what's cut all of this. But I also look at it politically, Muhammad, yes. and, and think, so let's say that Nyanza was producing one governor. Yes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> would there be that whole, the national problem that we have, would it be playing out in, in, uh, at, in Nyanza at county level? Where is this governor coming from? No, of course. Is the governor issue. coming from South Nyanza or is he coming from Those the are other things side of Nyanza? That when I say is Kenya's the governor coming from is the governor you know, representing Kisi or is he representing Lua? Or is he representing you know, representing, finally you go down even to the village, which village? Hmm. But that's where the thinking comes in. After the region, looking at our unique situations as Kenya uh, situation as as Kenyans, can we now change Can we look into below the regions? What could we have? Maybe now the current counties? below that so it's a question of thinking ah, so we'll multi-layer this thing yeah you could multi-layer it no problem and the constitution provides for the same but herman Collins let me read a com let me yes. read a comment here yes yes uh, someone says the problem in this country is a bloated civil service period let's run this country like a business and we are out of the woods however political backlash arising is something no president would have the guts to face here in guinea oh national conversation oh counties it is in stories for to blot the civil service we no. need more people than we have employed so far we need to give them work 
we serve, need more people yeah to serve the people of kenya we need to employ more people to serve the people of kenya so you're saying actually our and civil service is under resourced i'll give you an example mm. we retrained uh post office before it died there was when it was kptlc mm. they, they called the golden handshake uh, mm. golden handshake and we retrained bamba 50 mm. bamba 50 people went home mm. Uh, later, businessmen came and took over. Uh, Safaricom came and everything. Everybody's supposing instead of uh, retrenching people who worked with the post office, we moved into mapping Nairobi and other cities. You know the way it's done elsewhere, so that your mail comes right to your door. How many more people would they have employed instead of firing? We need to be creative, innovative, and think about this country. Instead of shrinking the workforce, we need to expand the workforce. Because we have children coming out for schools, we have young people looking for employment. We cannot talk of retrenching people. We should talk about increasing this workforce, but making them serve the people of this country. They serve. Look, if you are in the village and you try to do something small, you realize there's no expert around there in any area. If your car breaks down, akuna mtu akukusaidia. If your water is not working in the house, akuna plumber. If you want to plant cabbage, you don't know which variety. Extension workers are not. And you say we have a bloated workforce. We need more civil servants. We need to employ more people, but not in the manner in which counties are doing and back in the counties. <laughs> <laughs> but we cannot end this without saying mm. one of the good things that came from another good thing that came from uh, Bomas was mm. also the structure of government. This must also be addressed. Mm. And this national organization I'm looking at must produce a structure of government that diffuses government so that the president shares that parliament, but that pa power mm. with a couple with other, others. other Kenyans. You okay. can call them what you want to call them. Eh? How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.